Is this the real life or is this just fantasy? That is the question we will answer for you. Welcome to another episode of How It's Your Hockey with Joel McIsaac and Sawyer Maine. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. How we doing, man? Oh, we're doing excellent. Nice song choice, by the way. Kind of kickstart the uh, prediction episode right off there. Yeah, man. I'm pretty excited for this episode. I feel like all summer we've been, you know, talking about all these teams and, uh, you know, the new acquisitions and, uh, you know, what management did to try to make their team better this year. So now we're actually going to predict where these teams are going to fall in the standings this year. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting and even just your fantasy aspect, you kind of mentioned that in the intro. Fantasy hockey is fastly approaching, too. Yeah, like we have our big uh, draft this weekend, and it's going to be pretty exciting. It's always pretty fun to draft a new squad year in. It year. is. You know, there's a lot of good players out there, and a lot of new ones coming into the league. You have to be on your game, and you have to be ready to go, you know? Get that research out. Maybe the legal uh, yellow notepad. Do you do your pros and cons with every player? No. <laughs> no, you don't do no. that. I, I don't either. But, Maybe uh, if we're in like a... Well, some things did happen around the league. I may as well get into that before kind of getting into our uh, standing predictions, right? Yeah, like I said, after doing in-depth analysis on each team and every team this offseason, we're making educated assumptions on where each team will finish after this season and how accurate two knowledgeable hockey guys can be come season's end. Let's take a swing at it and hopefully be on the money, unlike the Blue Jays last night in the eighth inning yeah. after Guerrero Jr. kicked it off with a leadoff double and just nothing could materialize the after that. The freaking Jays, man. That was just uh, very disappointing. Uh, Matt Chapman was even just like a few feet away from giving the Blue Jays the win there, too. When yeah. he put it to the warning track, that was just... Uh, sucks, I remember- sucks to lose to a team that's just lost 18 straight playoff games, but... Yeah, and management... It's classic, classic and yeah, Toronto sports exactly. team. It's not over, though, until the fat lady sings. Chapman was the newest acquisition, like the you know the big-name acquisition the Jays brought in, right? Correct. Now, it was they were trying to reel in Freddie Freeman at first, weren't they? I remember uh, like... It was, I, I know there was a little bit of talks about that, but not. I don't think it really gained too much traction. Oh, man, imagine if they I had Freddie Freeman... <laughs> Yeah, it would be a difference maker <laughs> for sure. What would Vlad do? Just come off the DH all the time, I guess? Yeah. Anyways, before we get into our preseason rankings, there has been some signings over the last week. And uh, how about the razzle-dazzle man himself, Trevor Zegers, inking his new deal? What do you think about that one? I, I I don't know what to think of it. I mean, it's a steal for the Anaheim Ducks getting this guy a $5.75 million. Is it a steal, though? <sighs> yeah. Like, do you think he's a... Two-way guy, two-way forward. Like, you think it's really good in the defensive zone? No, no, but, like, this guy's only 22 years old. How many 22-year-olds really were 
that great in their defensive zone, especially when they're this high, highly offensively skilled. Like, he put up this guy put puts up, seats. He got he puts asses in the seats yeah, there in Anaheim. Exactly. Without him, do they have ticket sales? I I really don't know. I don't think so. Like like that's who people in the Anaheim area go to watch. They don't go to watch. Troy Terry, who is getting paid the most money. Listen to this. He's not just an asset to the Anaheim Ducks. He's an asset to the league. What he brings to the table, you know, the highlight reel plays he makes, he's helping the NHL and not just the organization he's playing for. He truly is, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why he was on the NHL cover there just last season too. Yeah. Because a lot of younger kids kind of gravitate towards that Michigan goal and just the skill he has along with the puck. So. Good sign I, for Anaheim. I, yeah, I think it's a great sign for Anaheim. For the player, it kind of sucks. But, I mean, he probably didn't want to be without hockey for this year. Like, you don't want to hold out. Yeah. Not, not too many people. And he wants to stay in to Anaheim, too. Come on. I mean, who wouldn't want to stay in Anaheim? Exactly. But, like, if you're getting treated like that and getting low ball offers wasn't all the time he, like, by your GM. With, wasn't he hanging out with Olivia Rodrigo, too? No, I don't. I don't like know, a, man. Yeah. I'm not that uh, high into the pop culture. Yeah, I don't watch entertainment tonight too often. <laughs> I only usually caught it when my mom was watching it when I lived home as a kid. But I heard rumblings about that too. Yeah, Zegers, three-year deal, you know, five-point whatever. Uh, he's going to get a massive deal here come next time around. And Three years too, man. Like and hopefully Anaheim's going to be able to afford him come that time. Like he uh, put up back-to-back 60-point years. I, I can imagine this guy putting 80 up easily. Like at yeah. 5.75, that's a steal. He, he's going to be getting, I'd say, around 8, 9 million after the three years is over. So... What do you think about the Zuccarello and Felino signing there in Minnesota? I didn't think they had any cap space available left in Minnesota after still paying <laughs> what Breeze and Suter. <laughs> well, um, each of them still had a year left on their contract, so they were able to just extend them more so. Is They're what they restricted, ended, yeah. What they ended up doing, but um, no, they were unrestricted at this age in their careers. Unrestricted free agent. Yeah, yeah, you said restricted, but yeah, two years for $4.125 million for Zuccarello, which I think might be a bigger steal than Zegras at 5.75. Like, this guy literally just put up 67 points in 78 games, but I think maybe the reason is he's not getting paid near as much as some of these other guys is probably because of his age, and they're expecting a decline maybe, or maybe this yeah. guy just absolutely loves Minnesota, understands the cap situation that, they are in currently and are just kind of giving them a hand it's a good contract all the way around i I think it might be a little bit of a hometown discount if you want to say that the felino contract overpayment you know he's an old fella yeah he is he's he's relied on so much so defensively as well like he's on their pk and he he's whatever yeah that's very crucial man like and he shut he's a shutdown line guy what's he getting per year he plays against the top top players on other teams he's not getting four plus million is he he's getting four holy fuck you think that's too much he's getting a million dollars basically a million and change shy of trevor zegris like that's One, fucking ridiculous. 1.75 shy that's only because zegris is such an underpayment though and not a good contract man if you compare the Felino's two like if you compare the two defensively you're like oh fuck maybe felino should get paid more than him uh, maybe it's going to start a trend around the league that, you know, the rough and tough defensive there's, there's guys two, are going to start getting paid high. There's two-way players, and uh, Felino is right there. Yeah, it brings lots of table. Seagrass is not. Good so. for Felino, bad for Minnesota. Anyways, I think it's great for Minnesota, honestly, considering you wouldn't be able to go out and get that type of player on free agent at that cost Minnesota whatsoever. making the playoffs this year, sir? 
I mean, we're going to get into the predictions here shortly. Let's but there, go then, There's bitch. a couple more things to go over. All like, right, what's up? Dude, what about Vasilevsky? That's some pretty big news. Uh, I don't want to bring that surgery, up. I don't want to bring that up. That is a massive blow <laughs> to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And yeah, also the Noah Greskis in the King Cora Elite Hockey League as well. Yeah. It's, it's a massive blow. It's a massive blow, but Tampa Bay is going to be able to overcome that. Vasilevsky is going to come back strong. He's going to come back rested. He's going to be coming back with a vengeance. And Tampa Bay wants to prove to other teams that they're still fucking in this to win it. And I think they are as well. I didn't... I'm kind of on the fence with this just because of their goaltending depth currently. Like, do you really trust... Um, what's his name there? Jonas... Johansson. Johansson? Yeah. He played, I think, uh, 35 NHL games. Mm-hmm. Uh, not good numbers. Not great numbers. No, he's 11, 13, and 4 with a career 3.32 GAA and a 8.87 save percentage. Is that all with like, Tampa Bay? No, no, this is his first year in Tampa. He played with Colorado last season. Um, if this were the 80s, though, I think he'd be one of the best goalies. Yeah, but he would be. we're in the 2020s here, and that's horrendous. You know, give him a shot. See what happens. Right? Do you have? Do you trust that? Because we even seen major holes in that defense last year. And Hedman obviously took a step back last season, too. Like, they don't have a competent goalie in between the net there. I can see them losing quite a few games here in these in this uh, two-month stretch. Yeah. They're going to be playing behind the eight ball, for sure. Oh, yeah. They'll be behind the eight ball, for sure, Sawyer. And uh, I think they'll... I think they'll overcome it though. It's Tampa Bay Lightning. They, they have that star. They have so many stars in their team. It's just not. It's not going to happen. They're going to be in the playoffs no matter what. They're going to, hopefully, going to make it without Vasilevsky. They'll probably stay around the 500 mark. I'd say, um, maybe do better. But if I they think, are 500 after two months, I think that is a plus for them. That's a success, I'd say. Yeah, maybe they do go out and get some goaltending help too. Like uh, maybe even just bring Brian Elliott back. Yeah. Well, I heard he's the backup there the last couple of years. I heard rumors that uh, that Nikolai Hevibulin. Yeah, I come uh, out of retirement. I couldn't see that. No. I think the one guy that could be a big target though is Halak. Yaroslav Halak. He's a very interesting netminder. And if I was a Tampa Bay Lightning management, he'll go in at the league min. You know, he doesn't. Yeah, care. and he already made it aware that he wants to still play in the NHL as long as it's like at least backup role at minimum. He should, and why doesn't give it this is his best chance i think to really showcase what he still has and what he still has left in that tank so hopefully uh hopefully he's just hassling uh breezeball there yeah that's what i was thinking too though i i saw read an article there of net miners at the tampa bay lightning should target and harris yaroslav lack was on the top of my list as well and it should be on the top of uh breezeball's list too the gm of the tampa bay lightning I believe so as well. And one other thing I kind of wanted to touch on, I guess, would be Mark Stone and those comments to uh, Hayden Hudson after what he just absolutely cleaned him behind the net there in the first preseason Was it a clean game. hit? I I think? liked the hit. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I, I don't I liked think it. Stone didn't like it because he got creamed. And yeah, he didn't like, like it because Stone, he should well, be yeah, appreciated more. Yeah, he got actually more. crushed by an AHLer. Yeah. But... Um, this guy, like, he's trying to make the team. So, obviously, he's going to go out there and give it 110% night in and night out. Like, you're not going to just let up on a guy because he... He's Mark had, Stone. He had a couple back surgeries and he's Mark Stone. Like, you're not going to do that trying to make a NHL team. Yeah. that's He's trying to live out his dream right now. Like, 
I, I like the I like the play. I, I you know I like to see Stone too. Like the NHL will miss Stone when he's not there, obviously. But if I was that player, I'd be doing the same thing. And you're showing management. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are on the ice. I'm gonna play hard no matter who you are. Exactly. And I feel like when I'm watching Oilers, sometimes it just makes me think of this. Players they have an opportunity to hit McDavid. They have an opportunity to hit Drysaddle. You know, and they don't do it. And I know that they could very well do it. I don't know if it's. I don't know what's going on there. We're not getting to that, but I don't like it. I like because yeah. there's opportunities there where there's players that could, you know, just destroy some of these stars on some of these teams, and they just don't. And I don't know if it's like a thing that if they do, then they're going to get in trouble for it from the NHL because they can't have <laughs> like McDavid. They don't want time. their superstar getting hurt, but at the same time, I mean, they let a lot of stuff go against some superstars in the league, anyways. Yeah. But I just wanted to kind of make note on Stone's comment. I don't know if you've seen that at yeah. the post game there, but he said uh, that matter. is probably the last time I'll ever play against that yeah. guy. Not really much of a player. I mean, that's pretty fucking ruthless to say about somebody, but he honestly, he probably is true. It's probably true. Because, but it's good for the sport, though. You know, it's good that. Yeah, it got some engagement, that's for sure. And it got the media talking. And uh, like, I'm asking you what his name was. His name was Hayden, right? Hayden Hudson. Hayden Hudson. So, like, this guy, he, he got his name out there, and that's probably what he wanted to do, right? So let's go. Yeah, and I do want to see throughout the season maybe L.A. calling him up just against Vegas and just go do his thing, man. Why not? Go do your thing. I think both teams are going to be in playoff positions anyway, so it's going to be fine to be able to do that. Well, I think it's prediction time, Joel. What do you think? All right, let's kick it off. Let's kick it off. You want to go first on the East or the West, and then I'll just take first on the other Oof. conference. You you get first pick. You either first want, of all, you, you want, want me to get the reins here? Or what? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I just wanted to say, first of all, listeners, this list was very difficult to make. Like, it's it's around there, but there's so many teams that could leapfrog another team. There's so many teams that you know they might tip the scales. You know, but we're just one injury away of of this whole list just changing all together. That is correct. Yeah, it's uh, a great point to make. But yes, I will let you kick this because one off. I'm not going to lie, like I kind of made my list a little bit earlier, and then Vasilevsky news dropped, and yeah. I'm just going to say now, like I did <laughs> drop Tampa in the standings solely because of that injury, so yeah. injuries are definitely going to happen. I'm going to be curious to see where, how far you drop them. So you go first with the East. You want me to go step up first with the East here? Okay, I can, sure. I can go ahead and do that. Might as well run it through 1-16, to 16. and when in the Eastern Conference this season, I have the Carolina Hurricanes. This is a team that won't be involved in a lot of high-scoring games this season, but that's just because of their stacked decor. Like, it's one of the best in the league. On paper, at least it is, so I hope they just end up playing that way because this is a this is a great hockey team, and they got Stanley Cup aspirations this season. Number two, I have the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, you probably don't think it's a surprise, especially coming out of my mouth here, but... Very good roster here. I think their only weakness is really getting some D depth. And as long as Matthews goes back to having that Rocket Richard season and being in the MVP conversation, this team's well on their way to being one of the top two teams in the Eastern Conference. Number three, I have the New Jersey Devils. I think Nemich has looked equally as good if not better in some moments compared to Luke Hughes. So they got a couple studs on the back end there. And we'll have that D depth, and they also have a ton of depth up front. 
lot of highly skilled players. Jack Hughes definitely going to get over 100 points this season if he's healthy. Number three or four, sorry, I got the Florida Panthers. So number two in the Atlantic, the Florida Panthers. Does that come to a shock to you? I'll I'll just tell you mine after. <laughs> then we'll discuss feel, our, feel free to chime no, in then, from time to time, man. And then we'll discuss it's, our pros uh, and cons. It's good to kind of have that conversation. But, no, I um, want to just hear you. I want to hear you bang through these. and Yeah, and like, we, like I said there in the last episode, this team only has to play eight games in the first calendar month, so that plays to a huge advantage whenever they had a lot of injuries. Did you just say use? Huge. <laughs> I, I might have slurred over, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see when we have the like tape Jack back. Hughes. Might have Jack Hughes in the brain. Or Quinn Hughes or Luke Hughes. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, those injuries get those t- players time to heal. They're only going to be missing out, hopefully, on the eight games. I think most of them project to come back in November. So this team will be fine. They have all the right pieces there. And Bob is probably going to play pretty good this season, based solely off what we've seen last year. And Spencer Knight is going to be coming back, too. And I have some – I still have some confidence in that kid. Fifth place – I have the Ottawa Senators. I really, really like this roster and just couldn't help myself putting them this high. Like, the top six is unreal. I know Josh Norris just came out um, this morning. I seen it actually had a setback there with the injury. Hopefully it's not too severe and he will be able to play game one of the season. If not, if he has to take a month off, whatever, not a big deal, not a big loss because this team's extremely deep. And the only question mark really is that goaltending. If Corpusallo can play like he did with LA, this team is going to be well on their way to making the playoffs this year. Number six, I have the Pittsburgh Penguins. After only missing the playoffs by a single point last year, I can't see them on the outside again this year. And Crosby made it well aware that he was pissed off last year after he missed the playoffs. And I think he's going to have this team in top shape and even have another crazy statistical season. And I could possibly see him put up 100 points. like it. I like that. It's it's not even that bold of a take because he was pretty well on 90 points there last season. Yeah. And here it is, the Tampa Bay Lightning fall to seven for me. Originally, when I did it, I had them in the Florida spot, so at fourth. But uh, that injury, I think it's going to be maybe a little bit too much for the Lightning at the start of the season. Especially like a back injury for a goalie. There's so much twisting and turning. I just, I don't know. I can see him maybe being in and out of the lineup continuously this season. But this team is still good, like we said previously, be a playoff team year in and year out if this roster stays intact the eighth spot yeah i had some trouble with this eighth spot who's gonna get it like there's three pretty competent teams here in the rangers bruins and sabers those are the three teams i had it between and um i just know i don't know like i looked at these rosters rangers and bruins especially like it can go either way. Both teams have great goaltending, a couple big names up front, and a, obviously a stud defenseman in uh, Fox and McAvoy, respectively. But uh, when it came down to it, my decision did come with the New York Rangers because of the youth depth they have and the possibility of what they can be, I guess, and what we've expected out of them. We just haven't seen it yet, and 
I hope Peter Laviolette taps into that untapped potential and this team could even be way better than what I'm projecting them to be, but it's just, we haven't seen it. It's a lot of unknown, but I still think they're good enough to make that push in the, for the playoff spot. To round out, I guess I had the Bruins at 9, Sabres at 10. I, I, I don't don't get the hype around this team just yet. Like They have a couple great guys, yes, mm-hmm. and Thompson, mm-hmm. but like yeah. a couple good young studs, obviously Darlene and Power on the back end too. Goaltending is a question mark. Like we haven't seen Levi really play consistently in the NHL. So you said like did he even play in the? He did play in the yeah. NHL last so year. You said so. Rangers finishing at your top eight, and then yes. you went with Bruins at nine, Sabers at ten. Uh, just not buying into the hype just yet. I, yeah. I like the hype around the Senators a lot more, mm-hmm. and I just like that roster a lot more than the Sabers mm-hmm. team. But they obviously are a team that can surprise because of the crazy skill that they do have. And obviously Islanders, I have them next. Their team that uh, I think everyone kind of pegs them as like one of these years they're going to fall off, right? Like one of these years they're not going to make the playoffs, but they keep proving everybody wrong. They keep making it, but this is the year. They're done. Their playoff run is over. Uh, just not not deep enough of a squad there. They're all pretty aging now. And then Columbus, Detroit, Washington, Montreal at 15, and Flyers 16 to round out the Eastern Conference for myself. Not too shabby. That's the list, man. Like, I, I, I like your East. Now listen to mine, just so we don't, so uh, we can talk about this because I do have some things to say. So my my East, number one, Carolina Hurricanes. This is their year. You know, the defensive core is just too strong. Their forward core is just too strong. They got fucking three headed demon there, and that's like anyone can fucking. Putting on a jersey in Carolina and goaltending. It's going to be a lot of wins in Carolina this year. Rod Brendamore, he's going to, it's probably one of the, I wouldn't even be surprised if they beat Boston's record last year for most wins and most points in a calendar year. No, so, they, they, they aren't doing that. <laughs> I got I to gotta put in my word there. That's, that's not happening. Uh, so Carolina Hurricanes, I have the Toronto Maple Leafs second. Uh, they brought in the pieces that they needed. They brought in Bertuzzi and Domi, and they brought in Klingberg there. You know, if he really develops into what they think that they acquired him for and putting up those points there on the PP, then they're going to have a good year. New Jersey Devils, like what you said, just so many weapons up front. Uh, their decor, you know, Simone Nemec and Luke Hughes, if they come to play and actually play like they did last year in their other leagues, and uh, the Devils are going to be unstoppable and they could even be higher than third. I have the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're going to stick it out with the Vasilevsky injury. Just, again, too many stars up front. Proven winners on that squad. I have the New York Rangers coming in at five. They're just deep, you know? Like Vincent Trocek, Sabinajad, Panarin, you know, Fox, Keandre Miller, Igor Shesterkin. Like, this team is just, they're going to make the playoffs. Just doesn't. Makes no sense if they don't. Then I have the Pittsburgh Penguins. The high-flying Pens, man. Sidney Crosby, like you said, he's going to have this team going hard. It's going to be a really exciting team to play. I feel like they really want to prove to other teams in the league and, and fans that they've still got something to tank and that they're going to do something with this season. And yeah, I won't be surprised if Crosby gets 100 points. Malkin, point per game. Doesn't know how many. I don't know how many games he'll play, but point per game. And I wouldn't even be surprised if Carlson gets a point per game. 
Even I Jake gets a point per game. I wouldn't be surprised with either of those. And Jerry actually having a bounce back year is, I think it's inevitable. Yeah, it's going to be a good year for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Then I have the Florida Panthers sliding in there in the seventh hole. They're a good team. They still haven't really proved to me, though, that they are, are legitimate cup contenders. I know, like, they did it, They they <laughs> did that last year. Going for a cup run. They did that last year, but, again, I don't know how many times you said to me, I don't know how Montreal made it to the cup either, right? And then look what happened to them the next year. So I just, I'm just not really, not really there yet. But I still have them in the playoffs with Barkov, Kachuk, you know, Bennett, Bobrovsky, if he plays the way he should, Montour and uh, Ekblad returning in mid-November. This team should be a safe bet for the playoffs as well, but I wouldn't be shocked if they don't make it. And then in the eighth hole, I have the Ottawa Senators. Again, I was looking at each roster, and their roster looks like it looks like a playoff roster. You know, Tarasenko coming over too. He's going to put in another 30 goals for them there this year. Norris, if he's healthy, you know, that's another 30 goals for sure. So this team... If they get those other, if they get those sixty goals from those guys, this Ottawa team will not just be eighth; they'll even climb the stands a little higher. Like where I have them. Yeah, a little <laughs> higher. Who knows? But I'm just not one hundred yet, due to injury problems. You know, Tarasenko gets injured quite a bit. Norris. Who knows what's going on there in the back end? I who's mean, that this defender? is this who's is that? solidified though who's right that? now. Where oh, yeah. you put on this is solid. Oh yeah, I'm good. But who's that defender they got from Arizona there? Chitrin. Chitrin, like he gets. You know, he's not really a healthy guy. More so, so he uh, I have, the sense, I have the sense time. finishing out my top eight right there. And then I have the Bruins still battling, but they're not quite there. Yeah. It's just, I feel like that team is a team that is going to slowly sink and sink and sink every year. Unless they bring in some big time free I, agents. I still think I see a world where this team ends up making the playoffs, though. It's the Bruins. It's the Bruins. I really do. Like they, it was find so hard to put them out. Honestly, it was. It was hard, but I have them out, and that's why I have them out just barely. <laughs> Buffalo Sabers next. I feel like they're just too young right now. They they're not there quite yet. Maybe next year, but I don't think this is a year for them. New York Islanders. Again, I feel like they're kind of like the Bruins aging. They, again, they have Ilya Sorokin. Who knows what the fuck this team's gonna do. They have the vets there, and if the vets can put up the numbers like they did last year, then this team will be a playoff team. But I do have them sitting out, and I think my list is pretty fucking accurate. <laughs> and then I have the Washington Capitals. Just, nah. And Ovechkin going to be fun to watch. Backstrom stays healthy. Tom Wilson. Uh, Kuznetsov has another bounce back here. I still don't see it happening. Like I, No. I just don't. And Detroit Red Wings. Nah. <laughs> no. Habs. You no. never know. They could they could surprise us all and finish like top three in the East. Who knows <laughs> if they put all the pieces yet? <laughs> just kidding. They just kidding. are lucky to be bo- like outside right, but, the bottom two on your list. Man, honestly, I'm just kidding. I think that's so. Too I have high. the Habs. I have <laughs> the Habs sitting in 14. That's too high, but and I have the Jackets 15. And Jackets Flyers, are a better team than the Habs. And the Flyers at 16. Flyers might even be better than Montreal this year. That's what I have it at. So what do you think, man? I well, we picked every the same playoff team. The same yeah. eight playoff teams, just a little bit of a different order. And it could um, happen. Who knows, right? Yeah, anything can happen here, man. Obviously, but I think we're. I I'm think a little we're bit, fucking correct I'm a little here. bit lower here on Lightning, but that's just solely based on that injury. And yeah. I, 
it's going to be hard to overcome, I think. I really do, unless they get some goaltending help. And There's been no signs of that just yet, but uh, it's hard to imagine they don't go out and get someone to help them out there. Oh, they will. They're in a win-now season right now. Like, not a win-now, but they're in win-now mode. Like, they can't let the season just be totally... Yeah, they can't let it slip away, especially when it's Stamkos' last season on his contract. And who knows if they're even going to re-sign him after what's been going down surrounding his name. Penguins, I think you and I are both pretty high on the Penguins yeah, uh, rebounding this season. So, yeah, it's going to be really exciting watching Crosby do his thing once again. Might as well shift over to the West, though, right? Like, keep but this... seriously, though. We're two very knowledgeable hockey guys here. Yeah, and we were both pretty well on par with each other. With these, we picked the same eight teams making list. the playoffs this year, and I can't see that not happening this year. I really cannot see. The only see. thing I can see happening, I do think the Bruins might be able to find their way So do you there. want to do one wild card mystery team? Yeah. Want to throw I, one in there to make it fun? I mean, we're both probably going to take the Bruins, so it's not going to really be But what team point. has to come out? What? What team has to come out? What team would end up coming out? To it, put in your... What if mystery team, team? Your gambling team. Yeah. I'll think about that and we'll do that at the end of the episode. <laughs> I know what mine is. Yeah. Mine is the Florida Panthers. We'll Could be getting out. out and Boston will be going in instead of that. Yeah, I could have Boston going in and... Um... Don't say the Ottawa Senators. I was going to say the New York Rangers. Wow. I can see Boston sneaking in there over the New York Rangers. That'd be my wild card team for the Eastern Conference as well. I want to make it kind of fun here too, in the East too. What, what player will win the scoring race out of all of those players on those on the Eastern Conference? On the in the Eastern Conference, what player accumulates the most points? In the Eastern Conference this year. That's Jack Hughes. Of, Jack Hughes, eh? Wow. I'm going Jack Hughes. I really wanted to say uh, Austin Matthews, but I, I think Jack Hughes is going to have a Jack Hughes, Jesus unbelievable Christ. season this year. Like I think it's going to be nowhere as close. I, well, no, I shouldn't say that. It's probably going to be like, it could be a 10-point stretch, actually, to the next East guy. That's what, you know what? I was going to say the fucking exact same guy, yeah. Jack Hughes. <laughs> Another yeah. guy I was thinking, like, you know, Matthew Chuck, I don't think he's going to put up the big numbers like he did last year. I think it's going to be kind of a down year. No. But who else in that conference? Like, a dark horse I have is Tim Stutzel. No, Stutzel is not going to be the leading point getter in the Eastern Conference this year. I think it's going to be Jack Hughes. He's a 100-point guy, man. He's going to be a 100-point guy this year, and you're going to be like, wow, Sawyer is so fucking Stutzel. smart. He's gonna, he, I think he... Can really uh, push for that. Yeah. Okay, so your dark horse is going to be that. My dark horse is going to be Sidney Crosby. Okay. Taking right. over. And it's hard not to say Mitch Mariner. It, it is hard <laughs> not to say like Mariner or Matthews. Uh, what if Willie pops off in the contract year? He, you know he he's going to be playing fucking determined. Yeah, he won't He won't do it though. Like, Fuck, man. This is going to be interesting. I like that little aspect I threw in there. Yeah. Top point getter. It's in the not East. going to be anything fun for the West, though. Like, <laughs> What about top 10D in the East? We'll do top forward, top 10D, and then we'll do a top D, man. So you're a top forward. For, we're going just points, solely on points here. So we got Jack Hughes sitting one, and your gamble guy is... Dark horse is going to be Tim Stutzel. Stutzel. Yeah. My dark horse guy is going to be Sidney Crosby. Yeah. And your top... Goalie. Should I do this one since you said... Yeah, you go first, yeah. Okay. The top goalie this year, 
fuck like i really don't know <laughs> it's a tough one but i'm going to go with igor shesterkin i feel like yes yeah, you know I, i'm not gonna go with them because i have them as a team potentially missing out on the playoffs yeah. so there's no way i can end up picking him i have to go igor like i can't do sorokin because their islanders aren't going to make the playoffs i mean he could still have the like a great year like last statistically. year he would have like, won it last year if it wasn't for Allmark. Man, this is tough, honestly. This is a tough one because all these teams don't rely on stellar goaltending. And Andre Veseleski is injured. So the so best goalies are like the Rangers, Bruins, and the Islanders. So it's kind of hard not to take one of those goalies. But um, I don't know. I got to go with um, gotta go with Sam Sonoff. All right. So you completely went off the deep end. <laughs> there's no like true studs that i have here in the top eight like right. goalies so all it's, right it's, it's gonna be tough you man. know what good pick you're gonna pick samson well actually not good pick so samsonov i have igor shesterkin for a dark horse i'm going to go with tristan jari because i'm high in the penguins this year and your dark yeah, horse it's a good pick there my dark horse would be corpus Allo. pretty hard not to take him considering how high we each have the senators and yeah a big bounce back year for that club he'll have to play well right? he, he's gonna have to especially if this team wants to make the playoffs but i think it's time to shift over to the western conference we can't shift yet we gotta do top d-men accumulative points we did forward we did goalie of the east now we need defender of the east who's gonna put up the most points in the eastern conference these this year? are like just these topics coming out of the thin air with oh, you yeah wow. they weren't in our uh kind of fun, joint, weren't in our joint notes here it would it have been is, nice to kind of prepare for some of this and i want to hear you i want to i want to surprise you with some of these because i want to hear you what you think so you already obviously know you already knew these questions coming in because I, I had no idea through your head but i had no do you idea have a top d right now we're just going points points only for d man yes all right do you have a guy say your guy yes i'm gonna think a little bit I think it's going to be Foxy Woxy. Okay, I actually thought you were going to say Eric Carlson because you have him as over a point per game player and there's not even that many defense that do that. And you're not picking him? I think that's a shock. Yeah. So how many points is he putting up? Over 82, obviously. I want to know. You know what? Because you just my... said Carlson my doing answer. 82. You put me on the spot there. No, I didn't. You made the question, <laughs> dude. I, <okay. laughs> I didn't put you on any If this spot. is going to be on tape, I want to make sure I tell you who I think is going to get the most points this year for a defender in the East. And you just did. I changed, my, I changed my decision. I am going with Eric Carlson of the Pittsburgh Penguins because I'm high on the Penguins, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a no-brainer, too. I was going to pick him as well. So we're tied. Just based solely because of that power play that they're going to yeah, have no. this season. It's going to be so much fun. Like, think of what he did in San Jose with, like, not very many offensively skilled players. Like, he had Hurdle, I guess, and Timo Meyer for half the season. But now he's got Crosby, Malk, and Gensel at his disposal. Like, it's going to be crazy what this guy can do. It just scares me, though, with how it worked out with Carlson in San Jose when Brent Burns was there. They both loved taking shots, and it both ate into the, their point totals that year. And I'm just afraid it's going to happen with Eric Carlson and Crystal Tang, that they both like being that shot that takes a shot to the net on the power play. And right now they say that they're going to be both on the PP1 starting the year. So Both are excellent puck movers, though. Um, hopefully they're not going to be greedy like we kind of seen in not, San Jose. Not greedy, I th- but I mean like because usually there's one guy on the power play, one defender, 
that puts the puck to the net. When Carlson was on the Sharks last year, he was that defender that always put the puck to the net, and that's why he got so many points. The other defender, I don't even know who was who else was his fucking D partner. I don't think there was another D man on on that unit. I think it was just the four forwards. So I don't know what's gonna happen this year. But I still I'm still gonna go with Eric Carlson because he wants to he went to Pittsburgh for a reason to win and I think he's gonna put his effort each and every game and I think he's gonna come out with the most points in the East. So I have Jack Hughes. You have Jack Hughes. We're tied there. I have Shesterkin. You have Samsonov. <laughs> Jeez. I don't even like the pick, man. I just don't want to pick a goalie and from outside of my prediction and to make a the defender? playoffs. Because... We're both going with Eric Carlson. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So can I kick off the West? Yes. Yeah, so let's get over to the Western Conference here. We spent enough time over there on the East. Number one. The team that's going to be finishing first in the Western Conference this year is the Dallas Stars. This team's going to be wicked to watch. And I'm glad they're on, like, usually around, like, 9 o'clock where we're from here, like, the East. So I'm going to watch a lot of them this year. Robertson's going to put up the fucking goals this year. It's going to be a fun team to watch. Pavelski's going to have another good season. Sagan's going to have a good season. Duchesne's going to have a good season. Jamie Ben's going to have a good season. Hiskinen's going to have a good season. They're tendy back there. That you some, I don't know why you traded him away. But he's gonna put up. It's fantasy hockey, man. Anything can happen. <laughs> this one, team's gonna one be fun. Injury, he's he's done. This team's gonna be fun. Stars number one, second Vegas Golden Knights. They never really changed much from last year, so they're gonna be a threat to win the win the West again this year. But I have the Stars just above them this year. I have the Colorado Avalanche coming in third, fourth. And the Colorado Avalanche speak for themselves. You know, they retooled this offseason. They got in some good players. So I think they're going to, you know, top three in the West for sure. Oilers are going to be sitting there in the higher part of the standings as well, but not too, too high. So where do you have the Oilers? I have the Oilers sitting at four in the West. Who's two? Knights. Must have skimmed over them. (laughs) No. No, I said the Stars. And then I said the Knights. They haven't changed much. Like, they're they're going to be the same good team. Abs, uh, Oilers, Kings, Dubois. A lot of pieces went out to get Dubois. I still have the Kings there, though, because I do have Fiala, you know, Kopitar. They have a good squad there. Kempe, Doughty. You know, they have a good... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, they have a good squad. You hate Doughty, though. Yeah, I do. <laughs> At seven, I have the Winnipeg Jets. Connor Hellebuck, Kyle Connor, Shifley. Ehlers, Morrissey, you know, these guys, these guys are proven. And they'll be in the playoffs this year if that team doesn't. And they, who would they get from L.A.? The Jets. I have, they, they got Ayafalo. Ayafalo, Velarde, and uh, Capari. Yeah, see, this Jets seems deeper, and they're not going to miss Dubois very much. And then I have the Kraken. <laughs> Your eyes widen there. In the eighth? In the eighth spot. Did you miss a team? No, I had the crack. That's the seven, I think. Stars, Knights, Colorado, Oilers, Kings, Maybe Jets, yeah. Kraken, Flames. I have Flames. The, I have the Flames okay. sitting there at eight. And then the Wild just barely missing. Canucks barely missing. And then the bottom dwellers will be the Preds, Blues, Hawks, Ducks, Yo- 
and sharks. Okay. okay. What do you think about that? Are I, we are we around the same? Oh, uh, I mean we're pretty pretty spot on. I Let guess. Me guess. Um, Let me I'm guess. Go you, got over. The, you got the Canucks in there. Um. Yeah, I'll go over my uh my top. I guess my Western Conference standings here. All right. I have Colorado Avalanche number one. I think it goes without saying that they are still one of the best teams in the league and got even deeper this offseason. Adding, like, Johansson, Duran, I think, is going to have a bounce back here, man. I think it's going to be pretty scary what he's going to end up doing with McKinnon. Obviously, yeah, you got Ranton in there. It's going to be a good team. Um, they're built like a brick house. Like, no piggies are blowing them over. Let's just say that. And no. Bowen Byram, I Hopefully think he's he going he'll put up a good he'll put up a good year this year if he stays yeah. healthy. Number two, I'm ho- higher on these guys, the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. I almost put these guys at one. McDavid, Drysaddle, I, I don't really think I got to say much else regarding this team, but I do think goaltending will not be an issue this year, and I think they're going to get stellar play out of both Skinner and Campbell. I don't think there's yeah. any chance Campbell's going to be as bad as he was last season. Well, the Oilers head coach came out and said there a couple of days ago, he said that... Mm-hmm. These guys, we don't have no number one right now. These guys are going to be playing, and the better goalie is going to be playing. It's basically, going to be a split there in Edmonton, which is fine. And also, I think Bouchard might absolutely go nuclear this season. I actually, I, I have him as a dark horse for the Norris this year. So you have, you I have, have him popping off. So you have the Avs. I have Avs and Oilers right now in the three spot. The Dallas Stars. Despite like their mediocre defense, I, I'm not a big fan of that decor, but you can't ignore the offensive depth they have. And obviously, like you said, they got Jake Ottinger, one of the best goalies in the league right now. So, number four, I have the Knights. Um, I don't think it's going to be really much of a hangover season for them. They're going to pick up right where they left yeah. off this year. Jack Eichel's going to go back to hopefully being that player that we seen in the playoffs and what many thought maybe he'd be like a top five player in the league like whenever before all those injuries and yeah. stuff right number five i got the jets i truly think this team got better besides and not worse after that dubois trade they, they got, got deeper too. like they added those depth pieces valerity's going to be on their top line i have foul probably be on line two or three playing on that wing and then also kapari young kid that will probably play on the fourth line, hopefully be a scoring depth piece for them. And Shifley and Hellbuck seems like they're going to stay. Like, this is as long as these two guys stay. I, I really think this team is better than the Kings this year. Number six, I have the Calgary Flames. Still think it's a really good team. A lot of people were writing these guys off after that horrendous season. But uh, I think with a new coach here in place... Um, he's going to put that puzzle back together. Um, he's got the pieces there. He just got to put them in place. Huberto's going to bounce back easily, easily 80-plus points this year, so I guess I have him averaging a point per game again. And I think he will end up finding some chemistry there with Lindholm and Sharon Govich. Their D is always good year in and year out there in Calgary, and Markstrom, he was very disappointing. There's no chance he's going to do that again this year. With Sutter out of there, this team is probably back to being a playoff team. Number seven, I have the Minnesota Wild. I still think they're a um, playoff team in this top-heavy Western Conference, uh, but it's it's hard to imagine where this team could be if they didn't have $14.7 million 
tied up to dead cap money. Like, could you imagine them going out and getting a couple $7 million players right now and adding to this roster? Yeah. It would be absolutely nuts where this team would be because they got the goaltending in Gustafson. It's and they have a very competent backup goalie in Marc-Andre Fleury. It's, it's just crazy what this team could do, like going out and adding a true number one centerman and then adding to that back end with that 14 mil. It would be crazy what this team could have been. Number eight to round out the playoffs, I got the LA Kings. Um, they're not going to be that much worse. Their only question mark really is goaltending. I can't trust Copley. Maybe you do. It seems like you do a lot more than I do, but I can't. I, I mean, you have Cam Talbot there too. Yeah, that's that's not better. I don't but you think, still have the, I don't in the think playoffs. that's any better. Still have them in the I still have them in the playoffs over the Seattle Kraken. I do. Uh, I. Obviously, we doubted the Kraken all year last year. I think everybody did. No one really expected them to be in the playoffs either. But this this West, I think, got a little bit stronger. I don't think they're better than Minnesota. They don't really have that superstar to kind of take them over the hump. Uh, Goaltending is better in Minnesota as well. And I believe the same for the Calgary Flames too. They're just deeper. Seattle played so well last year. They did. They, they really did. they didn't but, get rid of anyone. And they even advanced to the second round, but... I don't know. I can't see it. I just can't see it. Does Matty Beniers really pop off, I guess, this year? If he does, it could be a different story. Well, he could just play the same as it last year. They were a playoff team, right? Calgary should have been a playoff team over them last year if they didn't keep Sutter for all year. Even if they let go of Sutter with uh, 15 games left, Calgary would have made it over you there. You don't think Philip Grubauer will get the job done there in uh, Seattle? It's hard to say. They hard have a good say. decor there. It's a, it's a decent decor i wouldn't say it's uh great by any means but larson yeah he's he's a stud back there obviously vince dunn too but i don't know i think it kind of falls off after that yeah i think okay. they really have two good guys that kind of write home about but so all then the- i have the canucks and 10 in 10 yeah i gotta finish up the rest <laughs> even though many people don't really care about it but it kind of sucks for pd and uh hughes in that situation but this team is nowhere as close to being deep enough to make a playoff run. They have a few good players, and the rest are just fill-ins on this roster. St. Louis Blues I have at 11. I like the depth on this team, and I think this team could easily surprise if they end up getting some goaltending this year. Uh, Bennington, he's just been rotten. Maybe he does bounce back, but doesn't look like it. 12, Nashville. 13, Chicago. 14, Arizona, 15, Anaheim, and the Sharks finishing dead last. All right, man. I guess that's it. So we have the same playoff teams here minus the Kraken and Wild. That is their only difference. Yeah, it's pretty close, man. But I, how can you say Minnesota got worse this year? I, I just don't think they're a playoff team, Minnesota. What's one thing you really hate about them? I don't, I don't. I like the team. You know, I like the players on the team. I just don't think they're deep enough to uh, make it to the playoffs. Yeah, I think you're wrong on that one. But <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I, I, I still think this Minnesota team is better than Seattle. Like, Kaprizov's probably going to be potentially a 100-point player this year, um, over 90 for sure, easily. Uh, Boldy, even himself, he's going to take another step. We see him play unbelievable last year, and Joel's. Eric's neck. That's a player right there, Matt Boldy. That was my question mark when I was doing this list. Yeah, I have the 
I have the wild just outside. But it was it was Matt Bowley. He'll he'll decide whether uh the Minnesota Wild will make the playoffs or not. If he's gonna I I think he's fully capable. He played he had some stretches there last year where he played really well. And if he can grow on that, he'll play even better. But then if you look at the other side of things with Matty Beneers, you know, he had one hell of a year as well. And if he can build on that, and fuck, man, you know? I do, be, I do know race. where you're kind of coming from, but be I don't know. Race. I think I'd almost take Boldy over Beneers, but it's it's going to be tight. I, the goaltending situation is a thousand times better in Minnesota, I think, than Seattle. So that kind of persuade me taking the wild. Minnesota doesn't have very good playoffs. D either. Yeah, it's right on par there with Seattle, though. I don't think it's much worse. I really don't. It's gonna be it's gonna be a close one. It's gonna be fun to watch, regardless of the situation. So, what do you think our wager should be? Like our most correct, like the most teams that we have in the right holes here. What should what do you think the wager should be? Do you think it should be something interesting, or do you think it should just be like fucking alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> or something lame like bragging rights? Eh? I don't know. We something can... lame like bragging rights. <laughs> that doesn't make anything interesting. Yeah. I, I would have to agree with you. So what do you like, think? It wouldn't be just fun for me to always just say, yeah, you you can't predict shit. Do you want to do time. a 2-4 Gatos? Yeah, let's do a flat of Gatorade. Fuck it. Okay, a flat of Gatorade would be nice. Flat of Gatorade and a pint of ice cream. Oreo flavored. Because <laughs> <laughs> we both love that ice cream. So. All right, I'll do Oreo cookie. Uh, vanilla, not the chocolate. Vanilla Oreo cookie and two four Gatorade and do you drink whiskey? No. Do you drink? I just drink beer, man. Just brewskis. What about a twelve case of Budweiser? No, I'm in. I'm bought in. Let's do, do they it. even do twelvers anymore? I think so. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> really though, are we gonna do like the best forward best? All right, let's TV? shake on it first. We're shaking right now, ladies and gentlemen. So, 24 Gatorade. It has been shaken on. 24 Gatorade, 12 Budweiser, and a th- carton of Oreo cookie ice cream. And the good Oreo cookie ice cream. Yeah, the, yeah you, none of that off-brand shit. No. It's, it's, it's the legit Oreo cookie. And how about the other one has to... You still have to take the Montreal fans from that series, Montreal and Toronto, for a steak dinner. Man, I don't even know why this is getting brought up, so I'm just gonna. Because I was gonna it. say, I was gonna say the other one has to take the other one out to A and W. For a Papa <laughs> Burger combo. I don't eat A and W, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna lose either, so we're not gonna go there. Where would you? Where would you like to go? Where do you go for fast food, around town? I mean, McDonald's would be the fast food place to go. Really? So. I don't know how you don't have the number one. All right, we'll do McDonald's. Yeah. And some night. This sounds work. like a. It's a pretty eventful day. Honestly, it's gonna be a very eventful day. <laughs> so after we're gonna drink after the regular season over, we're just gonna no. be to probably Walmart get a flat of Gatorade, uh, the ice cream too, Oreo ice cream, stopping at the liquor store for the twelve of Budweiser, and I guess might as well make it a two like loser just buy a two four because you can't just not drink with the winner that night, right? Yeah. So. I guess might as well up that. It'd be nice. Because, like, you're going to have to buy your own. It's not like you're not going to buy them. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to watch the last games of the season. Just because it might 
that Man, might... if it comes down to the last last place. game. I yeah. hope like Minnesota and Seattle play each other <laughs> right at the end of the season. Whoever wins, and then crush McDonald's in the morning. And okay, um, that's our yeah, that's eventful. That's going to be a tough bet to look at too, because you have to look at where we place everyone. And yeah, so know. we're gonna have to do like say you get the first place team right, that's eight points. Uh, second place team, that's seven points. Third place, six points. You get the fourth place team, it's five Why points. Why are we even doing points? We might as well just be doing... One point for each? No, we might as well just be doing, okay, we both pick Carolina to finish first. Great. We both pick blah, blah, blah. And then, let's say... Just going with the most correct seating. Most correct spots. Okay. Easy enough. It's going to be a fun one. Even though we don't have too many teams differently, but it's just we're going to come down to seating. It's going to be... Yeah. All right. That was good. Let's get in <laughs> to top top goalie first, West. Top goalie in the West. We might as well do... Um, Hot doggy. Like, we're not going to bother doing top forward. McDavid's locked, unless you have something else to say. Top forward. No. Okay. Top. It's top Mo- forward. Move, moving on. and um, Top goalie. I think it's going to be Connor Hellebuck. He's on a contract here. Yes. It's going to become okay. big. I, I like that pick. I was I was going to take that as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> makes my pick even shittier. So, I guess picking the same thing. Demon, we can't both say Kyle McCarr, can we? Uh, no, I'm going Evan Bouchard. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm going Kyle McCarr. Yeah, I just want to make, make, make it a little different. I'll make that no, bet with you. Thousand no, dollars. I just want to make it a little bit different. There, it's uh, Evan Bouchard. I'm expecting a big year out of him. Uh, Are you putting the future on him to win the Norris? Yeah, I think I have to. Well, sir, do it right now. To. I think I have to. We'll definitely do that after the uh, after we finish up here in the studio. <laughs> so that was a fun episode there. Predictions, a lot of predictions there. But yeah, we're not done yet. We got to get serious here. Yeah. Make the case time. Oh yeah. Stanley Cup winner. Shoot us off here, Joel. Let's right. see what you got. The Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup. The winner. Stanley Cup champion for the 2023-24 season is the Carolina Hurricanes. Not even a big surprise, but I mean a little bit. But I'm going to let you kind of elaborate on that pick. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this was a very difficult decision because <laughs> I'm very high on the Edmonton Oilers as well. And I There's find so many good teams to pick. Yeah, I find with Connor Brown coming over there, I feel like they're, they had the piece there for Edmonton right. that kind of put over the hump as well. And. I can say the same with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know they won't make it anyways, but the acquisition of Bertuzzi and Domi, I love it. But all said and done, the Carolina Hurricanes, Stanley Cup champions. That decor, man, is so hard to ignore. It's definitely going to be one of the best in the league. Listen, like from, from one to six, it's it's elite. Listen, Brent Burns has a a cup. He wants one. He wants to bring it so him and Joe Thornton can dip their beards in it. Right? Poor Joe Thornton, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, there's a lot of players in this team has never won a cup. You know? You can say that about a lot of teams. I know, but there's this is a team that they they deserve it. Andre Sveshkov, no Do way they deserve it. The last three times they went to the conference finals, they got fucking slapped. They got swept each time. They're learning. And this is a year where they're going to put it all together. Carolina Hurricanes. Hopefully they say injury-free for you. I don't mind the pick as long as they can stay healthy and actually get some uh, scoring depth there in the postseason because that that's shown there last year. My pick for the Stanley Cup winner, I don't think it comes to a surprise here. I think you already know. 
you you mentioned them as one of your teams there. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's it's <laughs> it's gonna happen. There's no more 67 jokes. It's over, guys. It's 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 gonna be in the past after this 2023-2024 season is over with. Who's your the, second team? The Toronto Maple Leafs will win the cup because of the acquisitions you even brought up: Bertuzzi, Domi, Klingberg. He's gonna be a way better option on the power play. More skilled offensively, and he won't hold on to the puck near as long as Riley does all the time. That grinds my gears. Has, has, did Reeves win a cup? I don't know, no. but he might not even fucking play in the playoffs for the Leafs anyways. <laughs> Man, he's been so bad in the preseason. I, I can't even ignore the fact. Yeah. At least, not, at least they didn't sign him very long. At least they didn't sign him for three years. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Too long. Just... I'm, like I said last episode, man, it's not going to be that hard to uh, put them through waivers. It's not going to be hard. You no. just, just got to say, sorry, man, it didn't work out. See you later. Yeah. Good luck. So it's, who's your second it's team? It's business, man. Who's your second option? Because I might have a bet in place for us here. If you don't say the team, I think you're going to say. I want to say Edmonton. I think it's a Canadian year, man. I think it's a Canadian team's year. And if it's not going to be Toronto, I think it's going to be Edmonton. I really think the Cup's coming to Canada this year. I... Yeah, I kind of want to say Colorado, but no, I'm I'm going I'm going to stick with Edmonton okay. number two. It's going to come to Canada this year. My number two is Edmonton as well. Yeah, the cup is coming to Canada. Book it, McDavid, Drysaddle, they are just as deserving as a cup as that Carolina Hurricanes team that you mentioned. Carolina's so much deeper though. They they don't have McDavid. They don't even have a Drysaddle. They don't even. I think I Bouchard's going to be better offensively than all their D two. Then look at Toronto though. The Stars started as well. And they still can't get it done. This is the year, man. Teams that they, have, they finally got over that one hump there teams last have to year. Have a full team to win cups. Just look at the teams that won. There's in the none past. of this. All they keep losing in the first round. That's that's out the window. There's a lot of determined players on this roster, especially Nylander coming into a contract year. We're getting older. Bertuzzi too. too Domi, Klingberg, all one year yeah. on their contract. Oh, I understand. These guys too. are playing for their next contract, basically. It'll be they want to get the bag. They get to the cup final. They're all going to get the fucking bag. Hey, it'll be a fun year to be a Leafs fan watching some hockey this year. It's going to be really exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, like I said, I don't think it was a surprise to you who I was going to pick for the no. cup. And so hard, we'll round, it out. We'll round it out here. Hart Trophy is going to... Oh, fuck, eh? Like MVP will end up going to Leon Dreisaitl. Just mix it up, eh? A little bit of voters fatigue, I think, for uh, the voters. They can't do McDavid again. I I mean, Drysaddle has to get it one of these years. The, well, he the had amount it, of points this he guy it, puts up. He had it at what, a couple of years ago? Yeah, he had yeah. it before Matthews won it. Yeah, I guess that is true. So, Well, what do you think? I think it's going to be McDavid or it's going to be uh, Nathan McKinnon. Okay. Okay. Don't mind that. So, who do you have for the Vesna then? We mentioned our East and West yeah, fuck goalies, me. but who who's taking the Vesna this year? Who is going to take the Vesna Trophy this season? <sighs> Connor Halbuck. Yeah, same. I agree. Who's going to take the Norris? I'm sticking with Evan Bouchard, man. Sure. I'm yeah. going to be taking... Uh, We've seen Adam Fox go in there and do that too his second year, like um, being uh, an impactful player. So, I can really see Evan Bouchard doing the same thing. I'm taking Caden Gooley. I'm just Holy kidding. Fuck. I'm taking. Uh, I don't even. I don't I'm know. taking. I, Eric. Don't even guess, man. That is your guess. I'm taking 
I'm taking Calvin Carr. Very off-brand. <laughs> Didn't expect that one. Oh. I'm sorry, but he is going to win it. <laughs> yeah, as long as he stays healthy, I mean, he's he's definitely the front runner. He's like, going to be the McDavid's front runner for gonna most win of the season. The MVP. Right? If not McDavid, it's going to be. You're going Nathan all McKinnon. pretty boring though. But lie. that's what's going to be like. I'm I'm going to give the. You know, I'm going to change my MVP pick. I'm going to go Jack Hughes. Oh wow! I'm going to okay. go Jack Hughes. All right, man. Expecting a big year out of the New Jersey Devils this season. I think they're actually going to put Carolina out this year, too. Oh, whoa. Second whoa. round. They're going to meet in the second round once again, and they're going to put them out. They won't. That'd be one fucking hell of a series, though, I tell you that. It's going to be fucking great. But they're going to put them out. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. A couple other things. You what would head coach? Let's do that one. No. Jack Adams. God, man. Who's this been the Jack Adams? This is too much. Who's been the Jack Adams? This is too much. Just so man. I have it on. Just so I have it recorded that at the end of the season. I'll Go with it. your pick, man. Let's hear it. Fuck, man. I don't know the Jack Adams award. Yeah, we're Jesus not saying Christ. it. We're gonna pass along here. <laughs> so, a couple more things to kind of wrap up this episode thirty-one of the How It's Our Hockey podcast. But did you see that the NHL is coming out with a version of the Red Zone, like what the NFL does? Oh, really? They're gonna be showing like That's all be the. Fun. Yeah, they're gonna be broadcasting like Tuesday, every, Wednesday, Saturday, every, every single goal. Every power play, and they even said every hit. So oh, it's wow. like all the big hits, yeah. I feel like it's gonna have to be like a little bit of an octo box kind of thing going on. There's gonna be like eight different things going on, <laughs> so it might be kind of hard to follow for a lot of it. Definitely gonna have to be a feeling out thing. Gonna be some uh, kinks there for sure. But see, because hockey's not really a dead it. game. No. NFL is a dead game. I understand it with the NFL with the red zone because dead? like, well, it's just a lot of time not playing. You know what I mean? It's usually just a throw, and then it, you know, it's whatever for a bit. So but in hockey, it's kind of like always bang, 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 bang. And like I'm a big hockey fan, so I'll be able to watch the game like on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays. It's all going to be Montreal for me, and, and other teams like to watch like New Jersey Devils. Like I want to watch the full game because I actually want to see the players play every single. Yeah, ship. I'm. I don't know how this is going to end up really being on. TV. I I thought they did this previously, and it didn't really pan out for them. I there thought, was something thought, like that on N- like, NHL Center Ice package yeah. years ago. There was. I thought there like was that. something like that, and it just didn't. I don't know. It didn't impress me a whole lot. NFL it works perfect for the NFL. Yeah, NHL, I like it for the NFL. I mean, they got to try something different, though. I guess. Why not? Try to bring some more fans in, so there's no harm in that. Work for the it's NFL. It's gonna be called the Frozen Frenzy. Oh, that's actually neat. This is what they're going to end up calling it. Nice so, title. Obviously, the first one is going to happen. It's going to occur when all 32 NHL teams play. October 24th is when it's going to air for the first time. John Bucci-Gras is going to be the broadcaster. Oh, cool. We'll probably tune in, but oh, yeah. if we tune in after the first day, we'll let you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely recap that after it airs. Okay. And had um. Had a little new segment alert here. It's gonna be called "Keeping Up with Mishkov," because I know <laughs> I know you want to keep up with him and what he's doing over in Russia. Let me shut this off. Correct. You want to know what he's doing? So since he's landed in Sochi, since he got rid of like got out of S- SKA there, Petersburg, he's p- played eight games, four goals, ten points, thirty-two shots. So for reference, he'd be leading SKA in goals, points and shots per games be first he is first in Sochi points per game which is the club he's playing with currently and he's third in the KHL for points per game 
He's on a incredible pace right now. He's going to absolutely shatter like Ovechkin, Tarasenko, and Panarin numbers and what yeah. they did in the KHL. Doesn't surprise me. How this guy fell in the draft is still beyond me. Even like you know he's going to be gone three years, but you even number two pick, man. I think Anaheim might be looking back at this one's like, ugh, Mishkov. I, I think he's probably going to end up being better than Leo Carlson. Oh yeah. Like I said, Mishkov's going. He's going to be the second best player in the draft. We said it. We're advocates for that. It's just, uh, I'm just happy my team didn't pass on him, honestly, because we didn't have the chance. Just saying, Montreal, if they draft properly, they'd have Brady Kachuk in the team right now, and Mishkov. Well, they probably wouldn't have that pick to pick Mishkov if they had Brady Kachuk over uh, Jasper Kakinemi. You think they would be that much better that they wouldn't fall to that point? Yes, they'd be a little bit better. They wouldn't have blew everything up. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping up with Mishkov, guys. Joel's not too enthused about it. I knew he wouldn't yeah. be, but it's going to be coming. I'm going to be. Uh, I think it should. I'm going to be, be keeping up with coming. him. I'm going to be keeping up with him all the time. I don't think it should be it's, coming it's, at all. Like I agree. Like I'm, Mishkov should. I'm keeping up with him. Everyone right. wants to know what this kid's going to do. Yeah. And got a little trivia question to end off the episode here for you today. It was in Jeopardy actually this past week. And I want to see if you'll be able to get it. So this insurance company is on your side. And if you're in its arena, then you're at a Columbus Blue Jackets home game. What is the insurance company name? And it's also the name of the arena. I'll have to get back to you there. Nationwide is on your side. <laughs> Come on, man. Right, man. What are you smoking this episode? Come First, Ilya Samsonov, and then this new stupid segment about Mishkov. You're just fucking sour, dude. <laughs> Suck it up. Montreal sucks at drafting. So be it. Whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> Maybe you'll get better in 20 years' time when everyone is out of that uh, front office. <sighs> Fuck. Don't say it, man. I want to get some... I want to get some good hockey here in the next couple of years. Fuck. Well, it's clearly not going to be 20 years time. Anyways, folks, if you're a Canadian, or even if you're not Canadian, tune into that Blue Jays game today. I just put some money down on it. Jays are taking this. Let's fucking roll. We'll see you all next week after some... Oh, yeah, we didn't really discuss that. Are we going to record after some NHL hockey being played? Maybe go a little bit later? Or air one right before the season starts again? That's this week. It's next week on the 10th. Wow. It's on the 10th, man. It's coming up quick. We'll have to do one. So that'll be on Tuesday. We could air, I guess, record, be in the studio Wednesday next week. I can't. Wednesday next week, I'm going to be in Montreal. How it's your hockey's going to Montreal? How it's your hockey is going to be booking it. I forgot you were going yeah. for the home opener in Montreal. Yeah. You're going to have to, uh, you're gonna have to call in. You're going to have to call in. I should call in. You're going to have to call I've in. Actually, I think I might bring the mic and interview some uh, Habs. Habs fans in the arena at the Bell Center. Yeah. Also, yeah. fans, watch me if you're watching that uh, home opener against Montreal. I'm going to be having a massive sign, and I'm sitting approximately... That sign better be promoting Howitzer Hockey. <laughs> it better be. Yeah, well, it I better be. I'll, I'll be I'm like 15 rows up in the corner. It's on the gotta, end, it's, it has to promote it. On the end that I'll see Montreal shooting twice. I'll be in a Habs jersey, and my wife will also be in a Habs jersey. And you'll have a huge sign 
saying listen to Howitzer Hawkins. I am putting up the sign. So if you guys do watch the game, I will be there. And you should be like one hopefully. of those kids go down around the glass there in the warm-up and put the sign right up there. I will. Do it like right behind the net. I will. Yeah. Try to get a stick really or should. something. Yeah. I'll trade you the stick if Fuck for man. an interview. <laughs> I don't think. I'll interview you for a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Could you imagine me interviewing someone? I don't think you'd be loud. It might. Oh, we'll see. Anyways, thanks a lot for coming. Listen to us once again. This was a great episode, a fun one, and a lot of predictions being made. Let's see who's right. See us next Come week. the end of the season. See us next week, motherfuckers. Just kill.